You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Rock flag and eagle. All right, welcome back to another edition of Chairgating. I'm your host, Rattlesnake. And this is your Belly Up Sports NASCAR podcast. And we have an awesome episode for you today. It's not going to be a long one, but very, very special episode. Uh, I've been hyping it up a lot on social media and stuff like that because I got a face-to-face, one-on-one interview with Austin Dillon in his awesome number three hauler down in uh, the infield in the garage area for Kansas at the Kansas Speedway. That all came about super last second, which is why I I didn't really have time to hype anything up, right? Uh, It just kind of came together. Thing that most people probably don't know about living in Texas, especially Central Texas, uh, is we don't have a lot of track options here, right? We have the Texas Motor Speedway, which is not actually... I don't think it's actually in Fort Worth. People always say... The Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth, uh, yada, yada. I, I think it's in Denton, pretty sure. Anyway, that's besides the point. We got that one. And from Austin, that's a three-hour drive, roughly. The next closest track is Kansas, which is a 10-hour drive, uh, you know, in Kansas City, Kansas. Not Kansas City, Missouri. Big difference. Uh, that's the next closest track to us, and it's a 10-hour drive. And I, I've noticed when I talk to people not from Texas, uh, Midwesterners kind of understand because their states are pretty big as well. But when you talk to somebody from, like, the East Coast or the Southeast, it kind of blows their mind that I'm like, yeah, no, I just drive up to Kansas. It's only 10 hours. <laughs> that's the next closest t- track to us. And then after that, it's uh, Talladega, which is, like, a roughly, like, a 12-hour drive from Austin. So... I try to go to Kansas whenever possible. I went last year with 
my at the time my fiance, which was right before the weekend before our wedding. That's how much we love NASCAR. Uh, so this was kind of last second. I you know hit up Mike, the uh, founder of Belly Up Sports, and was like, hey man. If I'm able to get up there, would you be able to get me a media pass or something like that? And this is, I think, the Monday or the Tuesday before the race, right? So of that week, usually getting like a, especially a hot pass, you got to hit them up at least a couple weeks in advance, if not a couple like months just to prepare. He hit them up, uh, you know, contacted, went through the track, not through NASCAR, and... Oh my god, I gotta turn off the volume on this. What am I doing? Uh, anyway, he went through the track, and they they were like, look, this is super late notice, we can't get you a hot pass, but we can get you um, get you a cold pass. Two, they, they were gonna give me two cold passes. And if you listened to my last week episode with Eric, then you know that this was kind of up in the air, because <laughs> I was supposed to go with my wife. Man, I am just all over the place right now. I was supposed to go with my wife, and then Eric reminded me last week, dude, this isn't a Sunday race, this is a, a Saturday night race. And my wife couldn't get off work, this and that. I already had the rental car, so I had to call and change the hotel uh, reservations, cancel that rental car, get a different rental car, and... Um, Anyway, th- this was this all happened Thursday night, and I'm supposed to leave Friday uh, to to go to the race. So it all works out, and I decide I just I'm gonna stop halfway on Friday, stop in Oklahoma City, and then wake up early the next morning and drive to Kansas City to get there early so I can hit the infield stuff like that. Now, on my drive to Oklahoma City. Uh, the night before the race, uh, I had I have some contacts that got me in contact with um, somebody from RCR and uh, anyway, just kind of worked out the night before. I was told you got an interview with Austin Dillon, and if you kept up with my social media accounts and stuff like that during the race when I was in the infield, you you might have heard me say stuff about Kurt Busch as well. I was supposed to have a, a just a quick interview as well with Kurt Busch and it didn't work out it, it, it was too conflicting you know they were like okay come by Kurt's holler at 3 well I was supposed to be at Austin's holler at 3.30 and you know if you're down by the in the garage area you know the hollers are just like right next to each other so you're like okay I could do that um, but I guess these you know drivers kind of their schedules are are a little up in the air, and so I'm I'm waiting at Kurt's holler until 3:25. I'm like, okay, I just gotta go. I got this guaranteed thing with Austin. I leave, and then I get out of the interview with Austin to find out that Kurt was apparently like waiting for me uh, at, at around 3:30 when I was speaking with Austin. But by the time I got over to Kurt, back to Kurt's trailer, he was in the team meeting already, which he was gonna head straight over to the track after that. So the thing with Kurt didn't work out. Good news is I am going to be going to the Darlington race with that connection that I have that knows these drivers. And so it sounds like I'm going to have a lot, a lot of content for Darlington. So be on the lookout for that. That's one of my favorite races every year, Darlington. Obviously, it's the throwback paint schemes, which is the best part of all of it. 
but it's also just a cool track it's very historic you know it's a lot different than the tracks i'm used to going to especially around here because i got texas and kansas the two intermediate tracks and then i have talladega the super speedway so going to a track like darlington this old school track in the middle of this old tiny southern town with nothing in it you know it's, it's a very cool experience if you've never been to darlington just to check out because it really feels like stock car racing it doesn't feel like nascar it feels like you're just going to a local track which is a lot of fun so anyway darlington looking forward to that uh and anybody that watched this race knows that the kansas race was incredible the best kansas race i think ever so, i mean honestly and i'll go more into detail about the race probably after uh, I, I uh, air the interview with Austin Dillon. Very, very short interview. It's like a three, four minute interview, but it's a lot of fun, and he was a great guy in it. But I'm just happy that the Kansas race was a good one because I know people always hate on Kansas because it usually doesn't produce good racing, but overall, it's one of my favorite tracks to go to. And if you've never been to Kansas, which I'm sure a lot of you haven't, because I don't think it's a popular track to to go to mostly when you're there you're everybody else is from kansas or missouri or the midwest but most tracks will be kind of built out in the middle of nowhere and it's fun because you go camping and stuff like that but it's out in the middle of nowhere kansas super, uh, speedway is built in this area with you know they got the cabela's an outlet mall hotels the mls um soccer stadium so pfft, heads up Nashville there you go there's a perfect example of how to make it work um they have everything like right or built like right on the track you can walk from your hotel into the track it's amazing so like you know if if you have a family or something and maybe your wife or the kids don't necessarily uh like NASCAR don't want to watch a race you could uh schedule like a whole uh set up a whole family vacation uh and they have an awesome hotel there that when I was a kid, we lived in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we would drive down to Kansas City just to stay at the Great Wolf Lodge because they have that huge indoor water park. So you can like set up a whole family vacation, and your wife and kids can go shopping at the outlet mall and go to the water park and stuff like that uh, on Sunday or Saturday night for this instance while you're at the race. Not to mention there's a casino built on the track, and I'll get into more detail about the casino because... Yeah, I, I ended up going to the casino as well. But it's just, it's always a fun time. And I love road trips. It's it's not always as fun uh, to go on a road trip by yourself, obviously. I enjoy going with my, uh, with my wife a lot more. We always have a fun time on road trips. And I guess just wanted to give you all, my listeners, just a little bit of uh, inside knowledge on a person that takes a lot of road trips very well versed in this all right i've i got my driver's license at the age of 14 because that's what happens when you're in south dakota uh moved to texas at 15 kept my driver's license i've been driving since forever when i was a sophomore in high school my parents would let me drive from austin texas back up to sea falls south dakota by myself you know i've been doing this since i was a kid uh, and I'm, I'm a pretty experienced road tripper. I pretty much lived on the road. I should be a trucker, essentially. Little insight info, though. Uh, pro tip. 
best place to go to the bathroom on a road trip. And this is important information. This is the most important thing uh, you can get from uh, somebody that's experiencing road trips. And maybe maybe some of y'all know this. Maybe some of y'all don't. Obviously, the best gas station is Bucky's, but those are only in Texas, to my understanding. And even in Texas, there's not many of them. And I don't really know any other gas station brand that is as consistent as Bucky's. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When it comes to clean restrooms. So, if you're driving anywhere in the country, there's always one place that you can stop that will always have good bathrooms. Guaranteed. Hotels. That's it. Hotels. Because if you're on a road trip, you're taking highways, interstates, the whole time. That's where hotels are built. You're always going to be able to find a hotel uh, reasonably close, especially if you have to stop already to get gas at a gas station. Uh, just make sure to stop in a town that has somewhat of a population. There's going to be a hotel right there, right off the interstate or the highway. Guarantee it. And nobody ever uses hotel lobby bathrooms. Nobody does it. Because if you go to a hotel, you're going to go up to your room to use the restroom. So, so the lobby bathrooms are almost unused constantly. And they're very well maintained. They clean them. You know, They, they smell nice. And I, I'm not sure the policies. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to, you know, be uh, be staying at the hotel if you're if you want to use their their lobby restroom. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that's not even a policy. So if you're a little nervous trying this the first time, I can understand. You know, you're gonna walk into the lobby and there's gonna be some guy, you know, in a tie or something, just kind of staring at you at the desk with his like uh, cheerful grin, you know. But, but it's the cheerful grin, and behind it, you can see in his eyes, he's, like, questioning why you're there and if you're worthy to be there. Uh, so what you got to do is get on the cell phone, right? Even if you're not talking to anybody, just get on the phone. Before you even walk in, put your phone to your ear. You can call somebody if you want. That's fine, too. Uh, put the phone up to your ear and just kind of head down. Walk in like you're in the middle of a heated conversation or something important, right? Act like you are an important person because then you belong at this hotel, even if it's not a good hotel. That's just what they want to see. And you can even be, uh, you know, you can get a little cocky. After your first time, you know, you've been doing this a little bit, you can get a little cocky. Uh, you can be on the on your cell phone when you walk in, turn over to the desk, see the... See the cheerful grin, judging smile of the person behind the desk, and just give them a little head nod. Just give them a little head nod. Because maybe you checked in uh, last night when he wasn't behind the desk and somebody else was. Maybe uh, you talked to Cheryl instead of him, right? So they don't know that. And then uh, in the lobby, you know, you'll, you'll find the signs or something for the restroom. It'll be to the left or to the right. If you're really cocky, you could eventually just ask. Be like, uh, yeah, you know, you're still on your phone, but you kind of put it down for a second. Yeah, where are the restrooms? Okay, where are the restrooms? You know, you can get real cocky with it. But that is the only place to stop 
and use the restrooms, especially for women, because y'all got to sit down every time. That sucks. For a guy, I could stop off on the road and just, you know, pee, in the, pee on a tree. I don't care. Uh, for guys, though, you know, when you got to handle your, your serious business because you had too much coffee um, and it's not mixing well with the Carl's Jr. you had, then go to the hotel. For women, just go to the hotel all the time. Trust me, it's going to be better. Uh, it's going to be a lifesaver. So there you go. Pro tip for uh, for the road trip for where to stop to use the restroom. I don't know about y'all, but I get bored listening to music very quickly. If I'm just driving through town, I'll listen to music all day. I love it. But if I'm driving 10 hours, music's not going to cut it, man. It is so boring. So what I recommend is, uh, you know, podcasts obviously are great. You should listen to all my podcasts first. So, you know, that gives you quite a bit of time. Kill all my podcasts. Perfect. You know, I'm sure if you listen to podcasts, you probably got like, you know, 10 podcasts or five podcasts that are kind of go-to for you. Crush all those, uh, at least relatively new ones. But if you're like me and you always listen to podcasts, there's only going to be a couple new ones that you can listen to. What I recommend and what I always do is I download an audiobook. That's going to be like 16 to 20 hours guaranteed of content to listen to while you're driving. And it's really entertaining. Audiobook. Boom. There you go. That's another pro tip when it comes to road trips. Not as pro tip as the hotel but, you know, maybe for some people you didn't already think about that. So there you go. Those are my uh, road trip pro tips. And I'm sure there's a lot more that I'm just not thinking of right now. But those are the ones right off the top of my head. So anyway, like I said, Kansas, it was a fun race. It was really good. Uh, it was last second as hell. But, you know, I got to give a shout out to Mike over at Belly Up Sports for hooking it up and making sure that I got the pass and it worked out. And, uh, yeah, we had a good time and there's, you know, I think we're going to have some of our other content creators and writers over at belly up sports for the racing team be going to more races. Like I know, uh, I know the guy, Eli, Eli Hartso, he writes for us, um, occasionally <laughs> and I know he'll be going to Charlotte, so he'll probably have some content for Charlotte. I know, uh, Chris Prince, my go-to guy, he's been on this podcast before awesome dude a uh, good writer always producing content he's gonna be at the july daytona race and the bristol race so you know maybe we can try to i think he got i think he got like the he's doing something in the infield maybe he's got a hot pass anyway he's gonna have a lot of content for those races and like i said again i'll be at darlington so you know i'll have a lot of content for that one so belly up's doing a really really good job uh of doing all this and I guess that wraps it up for the road trip portion of this, and, and uh, it's time to go into the interview with Austin Dillon, but one last thing, I want to give a shout out to Tixblitz, that's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z dot com, uh, great website, they guarantee your seats, and they have tickets for every sport and every venue, and that includes NASCAR, because a lot of, you know, a lot of more smaller, more independent tix, uh, ticket websites, they sometimes don't have NASCAR. But Tixblix does, and the best part about Tixblix, and if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you've already heard this, so I'm sorry I'm repeating myself, but for the newcomers, the best part about this website is that the price that you see is the price that you pay, guaranteed. There's no service fees, which is really incredible, and whenever I'm going to a race, it's funny because I'll look at something like StubHub, and I'll see, you know, uh, $70 
or let's say it'll say like $62 for a ticket, right? I'm like, no, okay, okay. I have a whole nother opinion about ticket prices, but right, we'll, we'll stick with that. StubHub will say like $62. This website, TickSplits, they will, you'll see, it'll say like $70 instead of $62, and you're like, ah, that's a little much. I guarantee, follow that process, follow this trail on StubHub and see how expensive that ticket gets after all these crazy service fees. They're all hidden until you pull out the card. And the reason they do that is that they hope by the time you're about to pay and pull out your card, you know, and all that, that you're just like, whatever, I've gone this far. This is just how it is. But don't do it. Don't fall for that. I'm telling you, it's a waste of your money. Go to this website, TickSplits. I promise. And it's always, always cheaper. It's crazy. Because like I said, uh, whenever I do these uh, promos and I talk about products that are sponsoring the show, I check them out. And some are better than others, I'm not going to lie. I haven't had a lot of sponsors. But this one really, uh, that's why I always do reads for them. You know, Belly Up Sports has other brands that that we do uh, promos and sponsors for that a lot of the other Belly Up Sports podcasts do. This is the one that I always go back to because I truly believe in it. Because it's always cheaper than these other websites. It's really cool. But the best part is if you uh, type in the promo code BELLYUP, and that's all caps, no spaces, B-E-L-L-Y-U-P, you're going to get 5% off. So you're going to save a lot of money on tickets, I promise. Type that code in. It helps us out. helps me out. Uh, keeps me doing great interviews like the one I do with Austin Dillon. So let's uh, get right into that. All right, I'm here with Austin Dillon in his awesome trailer. Uh, thanks for having me over here, Austin. Yeah, no problem, man. Glad you're here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, first I want to start out by saying that you are my favorite driver, okay? <laughs> so I have to keep my personal bias out of this line of questioning, okay? So first question, um, is it ever difficult to be so awesome at every single thing you ever do? <laughs> oh, man. You know, it is hard, hard out here for a, a guy like me, you know, it's right, hard right, to find right. things that I'm not, not good at, you know? Well, that's the thing, like, you, you drive a, a, a car for a living, and I do a podcast, and yet, on the side, you still have a better podcast than me, so it's kind of embarrassing for me. Well, I will say, my podcast, I haven't done one in, like, a year, so you, you might have me beat in that area right now, I gotta get back going. So. It's seven months exactly. Yeah, seven months exactly? Holy there, yep. cow. Wow, well, I guess we need to uh, get back on the horse here, uh, is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm more than uh, willing to help you uh, for, you know, small amount. You, you have to pay me, obviously. I'm not going to do it for free. But, um, okay, so in an era with so many weird paint schemes we got going, like obviously Kevin Harvick's is coming out. Yeah. Um, I, I got to give you props for always having very, very cool paint schemes and cool die casts. Like you have your American Ethanol uh, paint scheme you're running today. Is that just because you have, like, good sponsors or good people designing your cars like how's that work well you know i feel like we have a really good team at rcr and we uh, I, I try and give a little input on the cars from time to time what they look like but um we like to be on the edgy side of what our cars look like and, and make them look good and my grandfather always likes to make the cars look good and i think our throwback cars have been some of the best out of any of the teams so far uh, in our sport and um, I, I think it's good to have different paint schemes. It gets everybody excited. Kids love to see uh, paint scheme changes, and I do too. Yeah, definitely. I loved uh, your car at Darlington this last year. I'm going to be there again this year, so I'll see it there as well. Um, a little bit more of a serious question. Now you're... You know, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Now, you're a young driver, but now you're kind of like the veteran of RCR. Uh, how's that feel? Is it any more like stress, responsibility, or is it just same old, same old? Oh, well, I think there is a more responsibility, but, um, you know, it's mostly just because you want to uh, lead the company in the right direction, um, give good input to, you know, put us the right way moving forward uh, in the process of getting better um, each and every week. So. That pressure is always there and responsibility is there, but probably a little bit more than ever now that we are the, the elder statesman of the group, which is kind of hard for me to say. I'm just 29 years old, but right. <laughs> um, I, I, I am looked at for a little more leadership at this point in my career. Okay, uh, last question. Cornhole or horseshoes? Um, I'm cornhole. I like, I like cornhole. It's a fun game. Uh, I got a couple boards back at the house. Okay, okay. Uh, if you are throwing, are you on the right side or the left side of the board? Because that's very important information. Oh, wow. That's a good uh, – you know, I really don't care. I feel like I'm good from either, but um, I think I'd rather be on the left side of the board. Okay. Alrighty. Well, it sounds like I would embarrass you if we ever played. Okay. So, lucky for you, we probably won't. Yeah. But thank you once again for having me on. <laughs> this has been great, Austin. Thank you yeah. again. And, uh, yeah, good luck. Good luck. I'm rooting for you. Thanks. All right, hope you all enjoyed that interview with Austin Dillon. As I'm sure all my uh, listeners are aware, he is absolutely my favorite driver. I've always talked about Austin Dillon in all of my podcast episodes. So getting a chance to actually you know, speak with him face-to-face, interview him, uh, hang out in his holler, like, that was just incredible. And you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that uh, aren't aren't fans of Austin Dillon, right? Because you know maybe they don't like his attitude with uh, his crew when they're listening to his radio, or they don't like the fact that you know his grandfather owns the team, Richard Childress, or that he grew up you know well off in a racing family. But I can tell you honestly, um, getting a chance to meet him and talk with him face to face, he's a great guy, super nice, super friendly. He doesn't know me, but, you know, he let me into his holler and uh, gave me a chance to interview him and talk to him on a small, independent podcast. Very, very nice guy. He was nice the whole time I was there. Very welcoming. Just a cool, easy guy to talk to. And I'm, I'm being totally honest. You know, I was a little nervous going into it. I was like, I was talking to Eric on the phone. I was like, man, what if Austin's a dick? Like, I'm, I'm trying to be realistic here, but what if he's a dick? I'm like, you know how much, you know, Austin Dillon number three merch, I'd have to just burn. <laughs> like, honestly, if he was if he was a dick, I, I couldn't be a fan of his anymore. But getting the chance to meet him and seeing how cool he really was, 
solidified me being a big time fan, and I think I've become a bigger fan of him. Just knowing that uh, on a personal level, he's a really good guy, and you know, I, I got to talk with him and hang out with him more than you just heard in the interview. So it's not like it, I was just in three minutes out, you know. No, I, I got to talk to him. I got to talk to him for a little bit. Uh, I got to hang around. Very nice guy. Got along with everybody he was talking to. Also, uh, his brother Ty. I, you know, I was just walking over to Austin's trailer, bumped into Ty, asked for a photo. Um, Ty didn't know who I was, just a fan asking for a photo. And I just turned to him and I, you know, the, the connection that I have that got me the interview with Austin. I said, hey, do you know this person? And he goes, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I just say, like, oh, okay, well, I'm going over to your brother's trailer right now, um, and we're going to do an interview. And, and Ty was just super, super friendly, super nice guy. And on top of all of it, their grandfather, Richard, uh, while I'm waiting for Austin, I'm waiting outside the holler when they got these chairs set up. And Richard Childress, Mr. Childress himself, is right in front of me the whole time. I'm waiting for maybe 10 minutes for Austin to get there. He's in front of me the whole time, and I really want to talk to him. And say hi, just, you know, huge fan. I've been a RCR fan forever. I love everything you've done, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I don't I don't get the chance because he is constantly bombarded, not by fans, but by other people in the sport, people that work within RCR, uh, you know, PR people that are giving tours uh, to families of big-time sponsors. You could just tell. I mean, that's an assumption, but... You could tell these families were sponsors or connected with sponsors. And, you know, Richard would be talking with somebody on the team about a problem they're having. And then somebody from Stuart Haas comes up and starts talking to him about something. I don't hear it. but And then in the middle of that, somebody else comes up and their sponsor, it's a family of sponsors, and they want a, a, a tour of the hauler. And he stops his conversation with the Stuart Haas guy, gives a tour to this family of sponsors, comes back out, keeps his conversation going with the Stuart Haas guy, somebody from NASCAR comes up. I mean, the, the man was constantly being bombarded by people and just handling it with a smile the whole time. I was amazed. I was like, I would hate this. This is way too much. And, you know, he's, he's getting old. He's, you know, he's a grandpa. But he was just on his feet, moving, nonstop. I'm sitting down... Looking at what's going on, it's making me tired. Uh, so, I gotta say, from every, I had an experience from all three of them in that family. You know, the Dylan slash Childress family, and all three were very positive. I only saw good things from those people. So, a lot, a lot of respect to everybody in that family and the RCR team slash affiliates. Ty Dylan, I know you're with Tremaine, but uh, just. Just for everybody to know, all the haters out there, the Dylans, I'm telling you, they seem like great people to me. Not to mention, I got to see, obviously, uh, a lot of other drivers just walking around. Kyle Busch, for instance, uh, seemed to be really good with fans. He was bombarded with people all the time, just trying to walk from the garage back to his hauler. And, you know, he couldn't take a step without somebody else wanting an autograph or photo. He stopped for every single person. Um... Uh, Kurt Busch, although I didn't get to talk to him, I did get to see him walking by, and he stopped for everybody, and I heard him wish somebody a happy Mother's Day over the phone. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't even remember all the Travers I saw. Ricky Stenhouse, although I've, you know, I've said certain things about Stenhouse, uh, a lot of respect. I saw him, you know, stopping and talking to fans, and it, it seemed, I didn't see a single negative thing out of any of the drivers. 
So I don't know if I'm just being biased or just NASCAR has that good of a culture. I think I, I lean towards that with NASCAR. I really think NASCAR's culture is great, uh, not only with their fans, but with their athletes as well. Let's see, who else? Did I see anybody else? Oh, Ross Chastain. That was kind of crazy. Right when I show up, I see Ross Chastain. So if anybody uh, follows Ross Chastain, it was probably on Instagram or something. He was doing a live video. I probably was in it because he walked by and he's doing a selfie, you know, videotaping himself, talking to the camera exactly like I was doing the whole time. But it's Ross Chastain and nobody's really like saying anything to him. And I'm like, really? And so I turn and, you know, look at him. I think I'm in the back of his shot and I'm just like, hey, awesome truck win, man. Like huge props. And uh, he turned and kind of, you know, acknowledged that I said it. He seemed like a really nice guy. Overall, it was a really fun time down there. Obviously, it was a lot more fun uh, to get to talk with Austin Dillon. And, you know, unfortunately, he didn't have the finish. We were all hoping he would. But uh, it sounded like I was listening to him on the radio. It sounded, it, it sounded like the car had some issues from the get-go right off the bat, which is never a good thing. But, uh, you know, he had a cool paint scheme. His American Ethanol paint scheme is always a cool one. Uh, unfortunately, you know, similar things with Daniel Hemrick, but RCR with Tyler Reddick, can I just say, like, I think we can all agree that dude in his second cup series race ever, his first, not on a super speedway. And he finishes inside the top 10. At one point he was competing for, for the lead. I mean, (laughs) he crushed it. So, you know, Mr. Childress, Richard Childress, if you are listening to this, which for once, I always joke and say stuff like that. For once, there's a slight possibility, at least, since I got that interview. <laughs> I mean, it's still probably uh, less than 5%, but that's a bigger, that's probably double the possibility than it usually has. But you got the 31. If you, I know it probably comes down to sponsorships, and if you can find uh, enough sponsors to run three cars full-time because say what you want about the RCR team, but one thing they never lack is sponsorship. They're always funded and ready to go with their two cars that they run full-time. If you can get another one, you got to run Tyler in that number 31 full-time because he looks incredible. He looks like a great driver, and that would be such a young team. And you'd have the three, the eight, the 31, a three-team Chevy team for RCR. That would be awesome. So, very hyped to see RCR get somebody, you know, in the top 10, especially an Xfinity, a young Xfinity driver like he is. And I know a lot of people were kind of upset when he won the uh, Xfinity Cup championship last year, saying that he didn't really earn it, he didn't deserve it, yada, yada, yada. It, It looks like he's proving that completely wrong after that race in Kansas. And by the way, the race in Kansas, for anybody that watched it, I said, I mentioned it earlier incredible incredible race the best kansas race i've ever seen probably the best intermediate race i've ever seen it was awesome and last week with eric e stepan we talked about kyle bush's comments about how this package sucks and there's definitely some problems with the package i think everybody can acknowledge that i think everybody has acknowledged that i don't think it's perfect i don't think there's anybody out there that's like this is it this is racing we don't ever need to change it. Nobody's saying that. We can all admit there's some problems. But man, it is going to be hard to argue that this package is shit after a race like that. Right? We've had Talladega. Awesome race. Bristol. 
great race. And now this one. I mean, this season's good. I know there's some haters out there, but this is a good season. I've been saying it the whole time. I've enjoyed all these races. There's some that are, you know, a little bit more boring than others, but it's still racing. And then we got these highs that we haven't seen in years in NASCAR. So I'm having a lot of fun watching NASCAR this year. The Kansas race was great. Uh, And like I said, I love the racetrack, the Kansas Speedway. I think it's one of the best ones to go to not necessarily to watch like a good race but just to be uh in a good area and have a lot of fun and really take a vacation it's not just going to watch a race you're you're getting like a vacation at the kansas speedway maybe i'm overhyping it i don't know i think it's a lot of fun though i haven't seen uh i haven't been to another track that's set up like that i can't not that i can think of off the top of my head you know i'm obviously I haven't lived in the Midwest in since 2006. I believe it was 2006. So it's been a while since I've lived in the Midwest, and it's supposed to be springtime. Like outside right now here in Austin, I think it's you know yeah, high 80s, right? Which is pretty normal for us at this time of year. Uh, even it, it's even been cooler than normal. It's been like in the low 80s. But that race in Kansas, man, I was gonna die. I had a jacket on and everything. I had a jacket on, but by stage two, when it's like 54 degrees and dropping because the sun finally went down, even though the sun really wasn't out the whole time, it was cloudy the whole time, but man, I I, I couldn't take it. I was going to die. I I was like, you know, maybe this is the girliest thing to say. Like, I'm a Texan, so we're just not good with cold, but I, I just couldn't do it, so I had to leave during stage two. Uh, or the end of stage two, I believe it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the very end of stage two I left. I can't remember exactly right now, but I had to leave. I I had to think of something else, right? So I leave and take a left out of the parking lot and another left into the casino parking lot and pull into the parking garage there, find a spot, boom, like that. The first spot I see is open. And I'm like, okay, I like where this is going. This is a good sign. And there's a patio out at the back end of the casino where I assume you can just watch the race from. No, it's a private event, of course, which is just kind of frustrating. I guess it makes sense because, like, who would actually buy tickets to the race when you could just do that for free? But it's just kind of annoying. It's like, I kind of want to just go out there and watch the race, man. I'm not trying to get in y'all's way. Either way, private event. I'm sure it's some big donor or even NASCAR themselves that rent it out. But I noticed... The buffet uh, restaurant area is right next to that casino, and I notice that there's these big windows that look like right into the track. So I run over there, and thankfully I'm by myself, so it's easy to get a table, obviously. They have one table left. I couldn't believe they had a table that was right next to uh, a window. So I get that table and watch the race while eating at a buffet. I mean, it was great. I had such a good time, and... uh, I, I'll probably I'll try to go back to the can, the next Kansas race uh, in October. Maybe watch Chase Elliott win that one again. Overall, really good race, and it seems like everybody online has agreed that it's been a great race. Um, at least all the people I follow on Twitter, the YouTubers, you know, I don't know how many other NASCAR podcasts there are. At least smaller ones like me. I don't know if I follow any others, but a lot of NASCAR YouTubers. Right, that's mostly what my social media consists of. 
is NASCAR YouTubers. And I've noticed it's almost like I've built a bubble on my social media without noticing. It's, it seems like we're all vulnerable of this. I, I don't mean to. It's just, you know, like-minded people are, are going to like uh, each other's things and follow each other's things. And and so I noticed on, on my Twitter that everybody liked the race. Everybody said it was one of the best races of the year, best Kansas race ever, you know, things like this. And we all agreed, wow, incredible race. So the next day, Sunday morning, I'm leaving my really nice hotel, uh, and I'm going to drive straight back, 10 hours back to Austin. And as I leave, there's uh, two people outside smoking cigarettes, and um, they, you know, one of them had, the, the father, I assume, had a Truex shirt on. So I'm like, okay, cool, got some NASCAR fans here. So I stop and talk to them for a little bit. I like to talk to, especially, especially when you're outside of a NASCAR environment or like not at a race and you see somebody that's a NASCAR fan, I definitely try to stop and talk to them because it's always interesting to get other perspectives. And it blew me away, their perspective, how different it was from the people I follow online. Which really reminded me of like this echo chamber that I've accidentally created. So while people online that we follow, the YouTubers and these alternative media people and the people that use social media a lot, so maybe the younger crowd, we've all like kind of agreed together, like, this is the race, this was Kansas. Uh, you have to remember that not everybody agrees with you. And I hope that uh, these two gentlemen, that they're, they're from Wichita. I cannot remember their names, I'm sorry. Uh, hopefully they're listening. I told them the podcast, so maybe they'll listen to this. Uh, it was really interesting to hear their perspective about how it wasn't a good race at all. That they, they were not happy. And, it you know, I won't go into the details of why they weren't happy. That's their opinion, and I'm not going to try to change them on that. But they just liked a different type of racing altogether. And it was interesting. And I guess we have to remember that because earlier this year... Um, I remember, I cannot remember who said it or exactly how he put it, but essentially they're listening, NASCAR's listening to the, the fans' criticisms, but unless you're a type of person that's actually going to go to the track and, you know, pay to watch the race, they're not going to listen to what you have to say. If you're just some angry person on Twitter, you know, commenting about things that you don't like, your voice really doesn't, it it's, doesn't matter that much because you're not paying to go to the track. And it's interesting to remember that these two gentlemen drove up from Wichita, and you know it's it's still Kansas, but it's the other side of the state. It's not, you know, a stone's throw away. I don't know, I've, four hours maybe. I don't know. I'm not even gonna guess. Either way, you know, they drove to go there. They paid to stay at this hotel, uh, and you know they paid to go to this race. And it sounds like they go every year. You know. Uh, the the older gentleman, the one that I assume is the dad, even went to uh, Emporia uh, State University. Emporia University? There's a college there. That's where Clint Boyer is from. If you follow my social media, you saw I was posting stuff because in this town they have the Clint Boyer Community Center and uh, Clint Boyer has his own car dealership there, stuff like that. It's where Clint Boyer's from. Uh, it's kind of funny. It's just a small random town in Kansas right off 35. And Anyway... These two guys seem like good NASCAR fans. They're wearing NASCAR gear. Uh, they went to the race. Their voice matters to NASCAR. They pay to go to these races, regardless of if they voice their opinion on Twitter or not. 
So you have to remember that. And sometimes I think I forget. They don't have a YouTube channel. They don't have a podcast. And they're probably not commenting on YouTube or listening to the podcast or going on Twitter and, you know, bitching about the race. Like, I don't think maybe the younger guy does, but I, I, I don't see it on my Twitter. So I don't know where he is on Twitter. I don't, you know. So it's just interesting to remember these guys didn't like the race. They did not like that race, and they are at the race every year. So just remember that. When you think everything's going smoothly and everybody agrees with you, you might not know everything. Um, there are people out there that, that disagree with you, and that's just how it is. So anyway, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the podcast uh, the, the interview. I know it wasn't very long, but I, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun getting to meet Austin Dillon and his brother. Um and his grandfather from a distance, and not really meet at all, but watch him like a creep from a distance. Uh, it was No, but it was a lot of fun. It was a really good time. I'll try to go to, to the next Kansas race as well. I'll definitely go to Darlington. I'm going to also try to do Talladega uh, in the fall, since I missed my uh, spring race. Or, yeah, since I missed the spring race, I'm going to try to do Talladega in the fall because I do it every single year. That one, I don't know how much content I'll be producing for, though, because that one's going to be a little bit more of a vacation if I do it. It'll be with some, you know, couples and friends, you know, that kind of thing. So anyway, hope you all enjoyed the interview, and there will be more to come of that. I'm going to get more drivers on this podcast I'm telling you, if you listen, spread the word. This podcast is going to be a lot bigger than it is right now. And um, for everybody that's been here since day one, I just want to say thank you so much because we're going to blow up. And uh, go buy the merch. That's the best way. That's the best thing you can do for me is buy the merch because uh, although I only get like two dollars for every sale, it just spreads the word. You know, so great because I know my shirts are great. I said on uh, Instagram, the best part about that interview was Austin Dillon commenting on the shirt I was wearing, my Chairgate and Podcast shirt. And he said, that's a cool shirt, man. And I was like, damn, that's awesome. I got to somehow send him a shirt. I got, I, I'm going to figure out how to get him one of those shirts. So anyway, thanks a lot. Hope you all enjoyed it. And um, we'll see you again next week. Peace. Look, it's Dale Earnhardt, and he's coming this way. Hey, man, I don't remember that dang old terror third turn Darlington, man. He looked like to turn loose just man. Woo! Dog, tell you what. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.